Craft Beer Radio, episode 375, on Monday, March 28th, 2016. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio. It's Monday, and you know what that means. Are we running? It's time to drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> that works. We have uh, some IPAs. We have an apple cider. Uh, lots of interesting stuff. Where should we go first? Where do you want to start? Uh, you know what? I say we start with the track seven. We start IPA-ish. This, I received this in San Francisco. Panic IPA is an American IPA. 7% alcohol by volume. Hopped with Amarillo, Centennial, Crystal, Magnum, and Simcoe. So this would be a Phase 2 IPA, if you were just going by... Craft Beer Radio uh, periods of IPA evolution. Track 7 was established in 2011, and they're uh, in Sacramento, California. Home of Rick Sellers of the Pacific Brew News fame. Remember Rick? Of course. Pop the can and it, it hopped the aroma. It just yeah. kind of came right out of the can when I started pouring the glass. Golden bronzish color has about a finger's worth the head. It's big orange and uh, and Simcoe-ish mm-hmm. notes on the aroma. So a little bit of a little doored, a little bit of onion. Okay, a little along sulfury. With, along with the orange, I picked out some apricot in there. Okay. And when I really dug my nose in, I was getting something kind of, maybe it was some of the sulfuriness, but it was kind of like a spicy edge on that, which I'm going to see if I can try to get that again. Maybe it was the pithiness that, you know, just mm. was a really potent pith, you know, punch on the nose. Yeah, a big, big hops in this one. Lots of hop aroma coming through. So they, they didn't uh, didn't go small on that side. It is a bit cold right now, but resiny, pretty dank. Uh, a lot of well, yeah, I like your tangerine call because it is really you know tangerine with almost a sort of almost a tangerine syrup. It feels mm-hmm. it feels like a, a more bitter. Yeah, there's a, from the first sip, and this could be a palate acclimation thing, but I mean it it is a big punch of. Syrup. When I say syrupy sweet, I don't mean cloying, but I mean not necessarily malt-like. Right? Mm-hmm. It was a more sugary, sweet hop, right. candy type flavor on it. Now that we've warmed it up, you smell the aroma, and it smells like one of those tropical fruited or um, citrus fruited IPAs. Doesn't it smell like? Um, um, <laughs> grapefruit sculpin or the the tangerine one that we just had from you're no, not no, smelling no. that no <laughs> I, I, I don't smell what you're smelling okay I, last sniff i took you know it just really was such a potent thing it smelled along the lines of one of those fruited ones this is the panic from track seven i i, I smell sulfury tangerine um 
it doesn't it's not resiny, right? It doesn't have like Chinook. It doesn't go into pine mm-hmm. stuff. So it stays in, in the fruity area, but it definitely gives uh, a, a deep bitterness there with that. And a little bit of, um, and I guess if you're saying the spice, it's it's sort of that sulfury bite, which, which again, we, we say spice, and that's more akin to uh, a horseradish-like mm-hmm. bite than it is akin to uh, right. a, a spicy pepper. I like this. Big hop flavor. The the malts are just very subdued, you know. This is just hops yeah. in the water. This yeah, is... this is and apparently when when tracks have it open they didn't have an IPA and this, this was they first released this in twenty twelve. Okay. Maybe they were panicking to get an IPA. <laughs> Maybe. But uh I had another one from Track Seven that was an IPA. Um at uh, at Beer Revolution, and uh, it was better. I think it had okay. it was their prime number IPA, and it was it was of really course better. it was better than if it was a prime number IPA. Everything's better when it's prime. Statistically, the best craft beer radios are prime numbers. They also get rarer and rarer as <laughs> as we go up in numbers. Panic 7. So technically I didn't get this in San Francisco. I got this in Oakland. Um, and they're based in Sacramento, which isn't far from San Francisco. It's about an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's up in the, you know northern California. It's mm-hmm. not south like L.A. or San Diego. Yeah. Yes. All right, so we go to the cider now? Mm-hmm. All right, so Angry Orchard... Boston, you know, Boston Beer Company's cider brand, sent us a couple ciders. This one is the Old Fashioned. It's aged on cherries, orange peel, and in bourbon barrels. Uh, I think Old Fashioned is a it's a great cocktail if it's done right. So I'm curious to see. I mean, yeah, the, the... it kind of caught my attention. I just, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And they sent another one that was uh, pear? pear on white oak. Mm-hmm. So this is 6.5% alcohol by volume. So yeah, technically not a beer. It's a cider. Culinary apples are to use Gala, Fuji, Red Delicious, Golden Delicious, and Granny Smith. And as you said, navel orange peel, charred bourbon barrel staves to to give it the Mm -hmm. dried cherry, dried tart cherries. Color is very straw-like, very clear. Not much of a head. It is, of course, a cider. So I wouldn't expect much. So the on the back it says, uh, for the, uh, it says, Explore the Orchard, Walden, New York. So apparently you can visit the Angry Orchard. Mm. I wonder how angry it is. Probably pissed. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this is technically like last week we had um, Arrogant Bastard from Arrogant Bastard Brewing Company, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a right. subsidiary of Stone. This is uh, Angry Orchard Brewing Company, I believe. Yes, Angry Orchard Cider Company LLC, yeah. which is a subsidiary of Sam Adams, or at least it was. 
I, I assume it still is. It's using the same web page <laughs> thing. Same the, uh, uses. The, 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 oh, yeah, here it says a Philly to Boston beer. Yeah. Walden, New York, Cincinnati, Ohio, and Benningsville, Pennsylvania. Brinningsville, Pennsylvania. Brinningsville. I do have a beer news story to talk about once we get in, once we get through uh, this one. Yeah, so uh, the aroma on this one, you know, if I was not told I'm drinking an old fashioned style cider, you know, I'm not sure what I would think I'm smelling. You know, it's yeah, like... it smells to me like uh, I mean, the the initial smell was all apples, all uh, almost like apple pie ish, but mm-hmm. now I'm getting. You know, for me, I did, I didn't get anything too like straight up cidery, right? I, I'm yeah. getting something that kind of honey type tint on it, uh, maybe a touch of. I would have probably called like mace or something like that as a spice. You know, I'm just kind of trying to not know what I know and, and say what I think I'm smelling. I smell cinnamon. Uh... Hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to because I I do smell cherries there, but I don't think I would have thought yeah, cherries. Yeah, I would have never pulled cherries. Uh, the oak is not necessarily apparent in the aroma, yeah. like straight up. So yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if I if I was drinking this blind, I'm not sure what I would really be saying because, well, it doesn't smell bad. It's mm-hmm. it's not clearly pointing towards the things that are on the label. Got to take another taste of that. I think the cherries in the flavor, you can definitely get the cherry taste kind of like a tart Michigan cherry or something along those lines, blended with a sweeter apple blend. Um, The cider does have a fairly sweet finish. It's not really a dry cider. The, um, I'm going to take another sip to try to find the orange peel and the oak is not very strong. To me, it feels like the very first thing you taste kind of nails an old fashioned, but then it very quickly turns into cider. So it, it there's a, there's a flavor of old fashioned you get right in the beginning, but then it very quickly just turns directly mm-hmm. into a cider. So it doesn't really carry through. Um, it feels more, it feels more like a, like an affectation the cider has as opposed to the flavor that the cider yeah, has. I, w- I would definitely expected more bourbon character yeah. to come out of something, you know, uh, that calls itself an old fashioned, but aside from that, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's a semi-sweet or maybe even sweet cider and the cherry flavor and the apple flavors go well together. I'm not picking out the orange peel per se yet either. I'm not sure if I enjoy it very much. I, I, cause I like that first taste and then it's kind of quickly like it just drops out. And then the rest me- leaves me just wanting that first taste again, and I'm not really into the cider, the the, the sweet cider, the sweet lingering sweetness, um, and slight kind of pear notes, I guess, uh, that come out. Maybe it's probably like a delicious, red delicious, and stuff like that that's coming through that are somewhat pear like. I don't know. I'm not a. I really wish that old fashioned flavor would stay, and it doesn't. Okay. So in in news, Oscar Blues is making soft drinks. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that one. Yeah, so they're going to make... Hard soft drinks or soft soft drinks? Soft soft drinks. 
B. Stiffen Sons Old Fashioned Soda Pop. Okay. Uh, so. I'm trying to see what, what if there's any interesting stuff. Sweet with cane sugar. Um, root beer will be ginger beer, orange cream, cream soda, and tart black cherry. We didn't talk about. Did we talk about Scar City last week? I don't think so. So, Oscar Blues is private equity company bought scar city mm-hmm. so they're joining the oscar blues consolidation and, yeah there's another brewery in that umbrella i'm drawing a blank on it right now so i think th- this is interesting because yeah these aren't alcopops these are just plain old sodas right so they're they they see a market for that which is also interesting to me because there's a lot of backlash against sodas right now we're seeing um you know we're seeing lots of well, yeah. motion to to hey, sodas are full of sugar. But I think part of the backlash against mass market sodas are when you drink your soda, drink a better soda. You know, just like when you drink your beer, drink a better beer. Right, right. So I think that's kind of what Astro Blues would want to exploit. But that should be that should also go with also drink less sodas. Well, sure. Yeah. Right now, don't drink Oscar Blues. You know, six. Don't drink four. You know. Four of them an hour. That yeah. that would be bad. Um, Did we talk about that story where um, someone at an Applebee's, kids were served not your father's root beer? No. Yeah, I think it was an Applebee's, but uh, waitress, kids ordered root beer. Waitress brought not your father's root beer. <laughs> and then uh, argued that it was non-alcoholic, even though the bottle said contains alcohol. The waitress that, argued? Yeah. I imagine that's one fired waitress. Yeah. The, um, makes you wonder though, like, you know, how clearly, maybe, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's legislation that, um, alcoholic soda drinks can't be Joe Camel-like, right? They can't mm. have, have to be like super, uh, obvious that it's alcoholic soda. Yeah, I suppose. That, that part of the problem is that, yeah, because... <sighs> So that gets into a weird position, right? Because do you, you know, I guess you'd say when South Park came out, cartoons are supposed to be for kids. Well, no, mm-hmm. cartoons can be for adults. Sodas can be for adults. Right. Um, how long do you keep up with with protecting kids from these things before it becomes culturally apparent that this stuff is not all for kids? Well, they're yeah, but I mean, in this case, they're protecting kids from stupid adults. You know, yeah, but I mean, I guess like you know, South Park, well, South Park could be the same thing, right? Where you could now, granted, it's not protecting kids in the same way because it's not gonna be a health hazard to them. But you could, the other part of the argument is that you know, somebody, a parent, whatever, oh, it's a cartoon here, go watch that, mm-hmm. you know, and now the kids are running around acting all rude and swearing or something, you know, or. You know, more than just, they usually did. Yeah, more than they usually did. Well, that's why that's where the argument falls yeah, apart, right? Because yeah. there's nothing that's really going to damage the kid. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's still the parents. The parents are misled in that case. But giving right? kids an alcoholic beverage is not a great idea. It's not going to kill them. One one is not going to kill them. But the, the story is like this was like in Mississippi or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So the story is like, yeah, the kid had like two sips and said he was feeling woozy, so they took him to the hospital and checked him out. And... <laughs> 
Billy D. Williams is coming back for to to Colt forty five. Okay, that's that's that's, that's big was, news. Yeah, which I believe is owned by Pabst. We'll have to get some on the show. Get Billy D on the show and drink some cold 45. I wouldn't mind doing, um, we might want to do a, like, a cap show, but not Budweiser Miller. They go, like, Pabst and, uh, we did, like, Strohs before, right? We did that. Oh, so you just want to do, I don't know if there's going to be any redeeming value to it other than, you know, Torture Fest. I've had a de- I mean, I no, because I I don't. I'm not allergic to caps. I'm not. I mean, I I actually you know I can well, drink. So I, you, I can drink a Miller Lite and be fine. Sometimes with it. You, sometimes you cast a wide net for classic American pills. I mean, mm-hmm. those are in the category like American premium lager or American lager, right? You know, or um, or classic American pills or is something more specific. So you know, in the past, you've you know you've kind of lumped them all together. But like, I've I've found that I can really you know I don't like Budweiser very much to drink from a bar, but I I'm actually fine like at the end of the night or something, having a Miller Light or two that to me doesn't bother me at all. It it's it doesn't taste bad. It doesn't taste like much of anything, but it doesn't taste bad, uh, <laughs> like Coors or something like that. I don't, I don't get the I don't get the rice taste. I don't get the corn taste from Coors. So what's the point of doing it in the show though? We'll be on here on the air and be like, oh, this doesn't taste like much of anything. And what use? What use is that? That's a good point. All right, withdrawn. Next beer. <laughs> I mean, the, the the biggest draw there is if we do a malt liquor yeah. show and we have to drink something awful. And you know, see how creatively we can describe something awful would be fun to listen to. But I would say the only point is, you know, ten years of doing the show has has turned off my beer snob tendencies that I would have had in the first. Sure, it, it's burned those away. So um, to to express that, but I think just saying enough, you know, expresses enough. I wouldn't be against seeing how creatively we can describe shitty beer. Mm-hmm. You know, if too bad we missed April or practically missed April Fools again. That could have been something. But, um, you know, all right. Terrapin so. side project twenty six, poivre potion. Poivre is French for pepper. This is with red peppercorns, I believe. Pink peppercorns. Pink peppercorns. Malts involved are two row Vienna wheat and flaked wheat. The hops that are used are Amarillo Galaxy. And Jarrylo, I don't know what Jarry J A R R Y L O. I'm gonna have to look for that. It is uh, dry hop then with Amarillo Galaxy and Jarrylo. Uh, uses pink peppercorns as adjunct. Nine point two percent alcohol by volume. The aroma of beer pours a nice clear gold. It's a pretty beer. The aroma in this one is very. The pepper is very apparent, and it's not. There's some nuance there, and I'm trying to, you know, maybe it's because it's pink peppercorns, and I don't know pink peppercorns all that well. Um, I don't know if it's all peppercorns or if the Saison yeast is bringing a lot to the party, but there seems like there's a lot of depth in that spicy aroma. Jerry Lowe is a, let's see, they say banana pear spice aroma. Banana pear spice hop, huh? That's crazy, kids. Mixing their hop strings, slicing them together. I love trying. You know, I, I love the experimentation. I, I love that yeah. hops are now the 
like the the research is going into making hops into all into adjuncts almost. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah, and you, you can't even keep up. Yeah. What's a number this month will be Jerry Low next month. So what do you get in the aroma? <laughs> now that you said banana, I'm smelling like circus peanuts. I get some kind of sweet bread. With Boy, I don't know. Circus peanuts isn't isn't far off the mark. The flavor, that, that's pretty interesting. I jumped into it. And big pepper flavor right up front. I'd say banana is definitely in there a bit. There is um, kind of a wheat. I wouldn't go quite good. Lemongrass. More like a Hefeweizen wheat type mm-hmm. flavor. There's, I might take another sip, but I mean. No, that's. You can definitely get the the um i'm kind of getting a little bit of tingling like, yeah in the, my cheeks the, and the, stuff that, almost like from a szechuan peppercorn type type tingle though like the numbing yeah, i think it's more i mean i i know that pink peppercorns are not blacker they're not piper nigram they're some they're another right but i'm getting kind of the numbing you get from like szechuan peppercorns interesting like on the inside of my mouth around my lips yeah, there is definitely you know you can feel the pepper in here it kind of it's a barrier between the first part of the beer and the second half of the beer. It, 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 let me see if I can go through this. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a different one, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it starts out peppery, it kind of fades, but then the pepper comes back around. Then I'm getting a kind of a pretty potent banana flavor. The banana is probably like a roasted banana or something like that. Um, it's very interesting. Is there's a little, there's a little passion fruit or something at the end there too. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. There's something tropical in there. Kind of plays an undernote. You don't really notice mm-hmm. it with all the boisterous flavors until you get further into the glass, and then you start noticing the, uh, the more subtle ones. Yeah, kind of. It. I'm. Still having a hard time figuring out what the very first flavor is before the pepper starts to kick in, and then the banana and that uh, that tropical note hits, because it's it's almost it it's like a wave of pepper very quickly overwhelms it. It's it's, it's too short a time for me to, to get an accurate idea of what. Yeah, that the thing is. I'm tasting in that in that area is kind of a woody thing, and I think it's from the pepper, but it kind of comes across. Uh, it's not a, it's not close to cinnamon, but you know some kind of bark woody type character is what I'm getting right out front there. A negative about this though is that it ends pretty sweet. It's not dry. It um, it lingers to me a little bit, a, a little too much on that uh, tropical note. I think. I think the, I like the balance. I, I don't think the finish is too sweet. Um, I'm surprised at like how tingly it's making my lips. Yeah, 
it definitely has that effect of uh, you notice the pepper. Mm-hmm. You're it's not something where you can't find the pepper. You find the pepper. Yeah, it's very clear. That's the how do you say that again? Poivre. Potion. playing something oh that's not intentional <laughs> you're making sounds <laughs> turn up the music the liquor I can put in the commercial music and his computer's making noises who knew extra bonus for the commercial this week it's easy peasy just go to craftbeerradio.com slash amazon when you do your amazon shopping instead of amazon.com cost you not a cent more and it helps support the show And then about half of what we get goes back into the tax man, which I'm paying right now. Really? That much? It's a lot, yeah. Okay, so we now have... Let's go with the Summit, right? Yeah. This, this was uh, provided to us by Summit. Thank you, Summit. This is our 30th anniversary double IPA. Let's see here. 8.5% alcohol by volume. Malts utilize U.S. Pale Malt, U.K. Concerto Pale, and U.S. Wheat. The hops that are used are Mosaic, Bravo, Citra, Equinox, and Orbit. We've had Equinox and Orbit before. I'm trying to remember what they were. Not uh, not joining them out. English yell yeast. out of this world. Uh, yeah. 30th anniversary. 30, 30 years. Good stuff. Yep. That's, that's, um, Summit's in St. Paul, Minnesota. They've been on the show a whole bunch. We yeah. just did their Us and Them, or at least one of mm-hmm. their Us and Thems a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm going to sneeze here. I think the pepper's... <laughs> getting up in my nose that's uh, one third of the time that we've been around or, or that's exactly rather, that's, we've they been around were, for they one were only of that time. 20 years yeah. <laughs> old when we started uh yeah i don't know where i was going on that it comes in a pounder can and that's part of their actually this one doesn't seem to be labeled as the um First, oh, it says here, first in a series of celebratory beers. So they have their, um, what do they call the series? The ones where we've had all those, you know, where we had the Shtika Alt and the Barley Wine and all those other beers. They have that series. I'm drawing a blank right now. And this label looks very similar mm-hmm. to that series. But no, this apparently is. Maybe they're going to do like a year of anniversary beers or something like That'd that. That'd be cool. So here we go. So Equinox hops. Trying to find where's the description. No good description. Did just say Equinox hops. <laughs> the Great. beer is a little more straw-like than gold. Uh, there's a slight haze on it. Probably all that hoppy goodness causing the haze. Poured with a nice thick head that. You know, falls down pretty class, pretty fast in the um, Spilo beer tulips that we use. Uh, similar to Citra, but with a more ripe and juicy flavor is Equinox. Orbit is a New Zealand hop. 
that doesn't give me a lot of information here. All right. It's citrusy, it's dank. They just say a sweet tropical fruit. Would you say like a blood orange type aroma? That would work, I suppose. Maybe, you know, I, I, when I first smelled it out of the can, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty dank. But it might have just been the potency of the citrus. Because now I'm not really picking up dank and stinky right now. Uh, so it might have just been, like, how saturated the citrus It's not was. as dank as, as the track seven was, right? It, it's It has notes in there, but you can kind of tell that they're not. That there's not as much of a sulfury bend there. there, there there's citrus stuff, so there's a deep citrus but it doesn't okay. go into sulfury on the flavor you know this is double ipa so it has a nice malt backbone to back it up mm-hmm. so when you take that yeah. first sip you get a lot of hops but you get a nice sweet maltiness as well a nice bready maltiness it's not an english style ipa but it's you know, a lot more malt than the Track 7 was. They're using an English ale yeast. I think that Summit generally does. I remember yeah. that they, they, they use that a lot. I, I like Summit's yeast. I think that they have a good yeast. They have a good profile. They have a good house flavor mm-hmm. uh, that really carries through. Remember the Hop Silo, the other double IPA mm-hmm. that came in? They used hopped extract. That was a really good, big, hoppy beer as well. And uh, I'd be lying if I said I haven't had this beer before uh they sent a four pack this is the last can so i've been bad <laughs> it was so good i couldn't stop drinking it yeah, there's a lot of orange orange peel notes here um a little you know a, a good amount of bitterness a lot of malt to to back it up so uh Sort of almost almost graham crackery, not quite that sweet, but almost mm-hmm. graham crackery in terms of of the malt backbone. Yeah, I really like how the malt stands up and plays with mm-hmm. these big hops, and uh, citrus is the main thing. Yeah, I'm tasting. I'm, I'm tasting around trying to figure out like what's different that might be orbit, but it's all blended in with the whole citrus bonanza that it doesn't really. Yeah, stand. the the hops really. Um, they come across more as, as as something of a bouquet as opposed to uh, either one note or drawn or across. Right. It's, it's a chord, uh, but it, it's it's working. Now that the beer is warming up, I did just get kind of a whiff of like onion, like green onions, like mm-hmm. you know, like big citra can do, you know, like saturated citra can yeah. get a little bit oniony. I did smell a little bit of that. And actually, maybe it's a whole phase of the beer because I'm sniffing it again and getting more of the onion. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's bad. No, no, but as you said, you've had three of these, right? But yeah, yeah. you haven't necessarily been this analytical, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bitterness is starting to build. You know, we're working on eight ounces a piece here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a lesson, it's that, it's that our show is is analytical to a fault, really. And but that's the 
that's the angle that we're coming at. So yeah. don't I, I wouldn't use that as just whether you would enjoy it or not. Unless, except for as a broad thing, like if there's mm-hmm. some if there's some style that you really you want to see if this is okay or not, then I think we're good for that, and we're good for helping people adjust their palates and, and come to an idea of what of, of what they're tasting. But our rankings shouldn't be taken as literal as some people I think may take them. No, no, super subjective. Yeah. And sometimes you drink the world's sourest beer between Pliny the Elder and Blind Pig. Mm-hmm. Blind Pig still won. A blind Pig we had before the palate wrecker. Right. And then we had Pink Drank. And then we had Pliny. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, Pliny's kind of meh, meh, meh. <laughs> That's probably more of a fault of the flight order than the Maybe, Pliny. but I had Pliny fresh at the brewery. And it didn't amaze me. It was good. Right. But it wasn't like, I've never had an IPA like this before. Well... If you had it like six years ago. If I had it six years ago, I might have been. Yeah. Any other thoughts about the Summit? It's a really good drinker. It's a, it's it. a very good drinker. It, it goes down easy. I think if you think of it like a nice cord of hops um, that play well together with a decent, with a really decent uh, malt backbone, and uh, if you like the Summit... Um, you know, that, that Summit East flavor that, like I do, then mm-hmm. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been impressed with their double IPAs that we've been able to try here. And uh, they really are able to bring a lot of flavor and malt with it. And looking forward to the next pounder can of IPAs yeah. that come our way. I mean, a, a classic example of another yeast that I like, uh, I like the Sam Adams uh, yeast. I The uh, yeast I dislike, we both kind of are iffy on the Pac-Man yeast from Rogue. And some yeah. places have these house flavors that are based a lot on their yeast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unibrew has has a house flavor, mm-hmm. for sure. Took me a while to get the use of that one. I used to thought it would taste yeah. really dirt, like earthy, you know. But, you know, I don't have any faults against Unibrew anymore. I enjoy the beers, but it did take me a while to get used to that house flavor. Yeah, yeast contributes more than just the alcohol. Okay, Avery Brewing Company. Tweak. Stout with coffee added, aged in bourbon barrels. This had been... mere 17.5%. Yeah, this I've been waiting for. They sent this to us um, about a month or so ago, at least. Uh, but at 175 that shouldn't... <laughs> waiting around a little bit in our fridge shouldn't uh, be any issue. This is a 12-ounce bottle where we'll probably yeah. reseal it with the uh, Xylus because yeah. it's a Monday night. So this is, I mean, this is like Worldwide Stout. It's its a very, it's its a very high-gravity, um, you know, high-alcohol stout that they're offering in a 12-ounce bottle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very barrel-aged coffee stout. The malt variety is roasted barley, black, aromatic, special B, two row. Hop, they use Columbus hops and they don't dry hop. They use West Mall Belgian L yeast. Really? Really. That's interesting. That That's a yeast that I like a lot. I like West Mall. And um, I like the double and the triple particularly. And that's interesting, putting in a stout. So 
this stout is so big in so many things. I'm curious to see if like a Belgian stout flavor comes through. Not just stout, but the stout that gets up to 17.5. That means it's a very hearty yeast. If if it can get that high. Oh, you're right. I mean, uh, the Westmont triple yeah. is probably close to 10 or so. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it has the legs to go further. The aroma on this guy is coffee. Yeah. I, I wonder serious. if... I wonder if the higher alcohol helps infuse more coffee volatiles or something like that. But, I mean, it is just bursting with kind of a cold-pressed coffee-type aroma. Kind of woody, a little bit chicory-like. Um, probably like some... Uh, let's see. Now, I'm curious about this because Tweak is a character in South Park. Whose whose parents own a coffee shop, and so he's always <laughs> hopped on caffeine. The font looks vaguely South Parkish. Uh, um, maybe it could be because they they mentioned that. Uh, How close is North Park to, uh, or South Park to South, North Park? South Park to uh, Boulder. Um. This is a very interesting description here, uh, and, and and I'll see if if you so, the guys who made South Parker Trey Parker Metzen, our very own Parker of the cartoon and cat loving variety created this cult classic character back in our seventeenth season. <laughs> okay, yeah, they're, they're... Uh, appearing in several episodes under another stage name that was deemed inappropriate. Our executive producers and editors decided that a name change and further character development, a four month hiatus in bourbon barrels, were necessary to satisfy our most ardent and demanding viewers. I guess it's it. It seems like it's named after Tweak. It it seems like it might be a collaboration with, <laughs> but I mean, Tweak was not introduced in the seventeenth season. He was introduced in like the third or fourth. So I don't. No, they're talking about the seventeenth. Year yeah, but they say Avery, season. They, well, they they probably made a beer like this mm-hmm. before, yeah, in the seventeenth year, right? I mean, I think that's what they're saying. They're blending the two yeah, things, right? But you know, it definitely is playing off of South Park. It sounds like it may have been guest brewed with Trey Parker or something like that. I suppose that's possible. You ever have, um, you know, like a. Um, Cold brew coffee, you know, the kind where they are steeped yeah. for like a week. And then you, you know, that's the aroma that's definitely coming off of this. It's kind of saturated, a uh, touch of licorice, um, touch of chicory. Let's see. It does not smell boozy, though. I've been sniffing this thing, and it smells almost like cold brew, you know, concentrate coffee and not so much beer. Mm-hmm. At seventeen and a half percent, doesn't smell alcoholic, which is, excuse me, surprised me. And now all of a sudden, I'm smelling the Columbus hops. You got one sniff that was really kind of uh, earthy, a little bit piney hop on there. It smells really good. You got anything else? It 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 looks that it looks like yes, Tweak is from what I'm looking at, it looks like Tweak is named in honor of or after the character on South Park. So. Okay. 
I can't find definitive information, but the stuff I'm looking at says yes. Ooh, that's good. Big coffee flavor. Very big. Probably more coffee flavor than just about any coffee style I've ever had. But then a, a, a like chocolate mousse almost. There's something like that. There's this. Um, what I'm trying to what, like a molasses, but it's more malty. So almost like there's a bit of a, like a malt syrup type flavor in there. It goes in. I need to take another sip. There's something reminiscent of Kahlua in there. You know, that's so you mm-hmm. can actually taste the booziness. It's not quite as coffee cream like as Kahlua. It's more like that cold press put into something with a little bit of malt syrup to it. The interesting thing is that this is a beer that you might expect to go towards soy sauce, and it doesn't. It has a sweetness that it does have a great sweetness. And the um, the coffee aftertaste is like spot on for like mm-hmm. regular coffee aftertaste. Yeah. This is one of the best implementations of coffee I think I've ever had in beer. That's it doesn't taste like work coffee. It's bright and effervescent. It does not taste like work coffee. I agree. It's it's nuanced and in depth getting kind of a touch of um, some vanilla notes, maybe something like uh not too much bourbon, right? I mean it's there, There's like an oakiness to it, yeah. but yeah, it's not. It's not like that stone that we had last week. That's awesome. It's really good. That's really awesome. The tweak from Avery is really awesome. The tweak is guys go and goes ah, and he has and his <laughs> buttons are like unbuttoned. Yeah, right, like, right, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. That's good. I don't know if I love it as much as you do, but I do like it a lot. Uh, so that's a good sign. All right. Ranking time? Yeah, sure. We can rank this thing. All right. From the bottom. I'm going to put the Angry Orchard at the bottom. I liked it. I liked for sweet cider. I thought it was pretty drinkable. The cherries and the apples went well together. I never did pick out the orange peel or the oak staves, really. I think it needed like probably 20 times as much oak to give it kind of a bourbony type character to kind of fit the name of an old fashioned inspired um, cider. In fourth place, this is where it gets tough. I like them all an awful lot. I have mine ready if you want. Go ahead. Maybe you'll help me figure out what I want to do. I don't know because we had different uh, opinions on this stuff. Uh, But I'm with you on. I value your input. (laughs) I'm with you on the the bottom beer, the the Angry Orchard, really because like it just turned into a kind of a bog standard cider for me as opposed to the old fashioned, which I really was looking forward to. And I got the very beginning of the flavor and then kind of busted through. Uh, number four, I, I'm going to put the Terrapin. I, I feel like uh, I, I appreciated what it was doing. Uh, I, I, you know, I got a, I got a feel for it, but wasn't quite into it as much as I would have hoped. 
So I'm just going to put the Terrapin at number four. Number three, I'm going to put the Track 7. I think it's a really nice IPA. Um, you know, so a phase two by, by mm-hmm. our considerations, but um, juicy and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't over lend itself. I th- you know, I think that the, like, like I was saying with the, um, no, I, 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 <laughs> I, I was thinking about something else. Um, my number two is going to be the summit. I, I enjoy that very much. Um, I like what uh, I like what that sucker's given me. Uh, but this Avery is great. This tweak is is good stuff. So uh, Avery Summit Track Seven Terrapin Avery Orchard. I'm going to follow you. Um, but the top four are all awesome beers. I really liked the Terrapin. It was much better. So, you know, this beer ended up in my fridge because Heather was out of Giant Eagle, sent me a little picture. Hey, what about this? You know, you want you want to try this? I'm like, yeah, give it a try. It sounds interesting. I want to try the dry hopped pink peppercorn Saison. Mm-hmm. Did I expect to love it? No. Did I love it? Almost. I mean, it was really good. Lots of really um, nuanced flavors in that beer. I thought the flavors went together very well. I don't have anything I don't like about it other than I liked the other beers better. Uh, Track 7, everything Greg said, it was uh, bright, citrusy. It had a little bit of dankness to it, but, you know, hops and water, straight up West Coast IPA. Getting that out of the Sacramento, you know, pretty much what you'd expect. Uh, Then the Summit, better IPA, better double IPA. I really liked how the English mold character played Mm -hmm. through it and... Gave you a lot of things to play off with the hop liver. And then Tweak is just freaking amazing. I've never had a coffee beer. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever had a coffee beer where the coffee was so vivid and expressive. And just kind of like more like coffee than coffee in beer. And the the... If there's anything against it, seventeen and a half percent is a little aggressive, and but you don't notice it. it doesn't really taste yeah. boozy at all. I, I bet a case this is is is, is expensive. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess that's it for Crafty Radio. Thanks for listening. The the song that I'm playing uh, is from Flamingo Shadow in Atlanta. The song's called Run It. Go that way. All right, Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, you can hit us up on at beer at craftbeerradio.com, on Twitter at Jeff Bear, at CBR Greg, and we got at Craft Beer Radio, which we both see. And uh, thank you so much for listening for all these days, weeks, months, or years, no matter how long you've been listening. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. We're, hitting, we're getting close to 11 years. In the uh, hot summer days of June. <laughs> <laughs>